0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better human being. I'm the host of this show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 29, The Art of Laziness.
1: What do you mean by laziness.
0: Well, what do you what do you think of when you think of the word lazy?
1: Yeah. When I think of this, all I can think of is Homer Simpson sitting in front of the TV and drinking a beer.
0: Yeah. That's what a lot of people think of. Um, but uh, I, I want to make the argument with this episode. I have a pitch for you, Arden, uh, and for the, the dear listeners out there of Becoming Better, that laziness is not such a bad thing, especially uh, during a time like this.
1: So you're not talking about like just vegging out and mindlessly scrolling on Instagram, or no. or watching every episode of Love Is Blind. Uh, have you, you seen Have you seen that? I did mostly because no, I wanted to see what the, I wanted to see oh what the fascination God. was. I watched the first episode and oh. I watched the last episode, and man, it is just like a weird. I feel like there's like an anthropological study in there that could be done because these are some. It's just crazy people would sign up for this. But anyway.
0: Netflix is an anthropological study in and of itself. Trashy TV. I feel
1: like it's become just trashier and trashier. Yeah. 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 What's happening
0: to Netflix? Um, Yeah. But uh, this is a weird quirk about Arden, everybody. Uh, She likes to read the ends of books uh, before she reads the rest of the book so she knows what's coming.
1: You say this with so much judgment, but I think you actually get a lot more (laughs) out of books when you read the end. Because you notice so many like subtle things throughout the book that lead to like that you wouldn't maybe have noticed if you didn't know it was going to happen. And I don't just read the end; I read the end and a whole bunch of like little snippets in the middle to try to figure out the broad picture, and then I go through it chronologically. (laughs) Don't don't knock it till you tried it. Everybody judges people who read the ends of books first. But they've never tried it, so they don't know.
0: Well, if you try it and you want to knock it, Arden at a life of productivity.com <laughs> is where you can send your feedback. Uh, if you love think it. It's, yeah, okay. But it, laziness. Um, I, I think, you know, the, this term, it's so loaded, like the word productivity itself, like a lot of these uh, success is another loaded term, <laughs> and a lot of these other terms. And laziness, I think, what comes to the mind is this Homer Simpson character uh, belching and drinking duff beer on the couch. But but I, I have a very specific definition that I like to use for laziness that I think is worth uh, more of us adopting, and that's idleness. You know, there's this great quote from John Lubbock uh, where he says, "Rest is not idleness." And to lie sometimes on the grass, under the trees, on a summer's day, listening to the murmur of water or watching the clouds float across the blue sky is by no means a waste of time.
1: That's a really fancy way of saying decompression time.
0: Yeah, decompression (laughs) time, Um, but... but I I like that word idleness, and I think it's worth doubling down on idleness and laziness because, really, that that's the purpose of laziness. It's not the same as uh, vegging out and scrolling. It's it's proper idleness, you know, where we let our mind wander a little bit when we don't try to accomplish. Anything. So when we don't try to accomplish anything, you know, when we let our mind wander, that releases a whole host of benefits on our mind, um, and we also get to set aside our, our "quote unquote" productivity mindset, which is this mindset that uh, comes along with us for much of the day where we see everything we do, whether at work, whether it's our personal life, as a checklist of sorts, as a bunch of things that we have to get done.
1: Yeah. Trying to squeeze as much into every moment as possible, which I mean, a lot of people have this idea of like making the most of life and this is not going against that at all. I think by doing acting adding idleness into your life you will get more out of life right
0: yeah exactly because you you get all the benefits that idleness produces you know it, it's 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 so difficult to enjoy what you're doing with that productivity mindset you know it's possible because we become engaged with the things on our list but it, it's kind of antithetical to enjoyment in a way because we focus instead of the the enjoyment that comes with doing something, on the end result, which is that thing we want to cross off the list, we, we seek the satisfaction that we receive from checking off items on our to-do list rather than enjoy the process of accomplishing that thing. And so it's kind of a counterbalance uh, to that productivity mindset, this laziness that we we term as idleness.
1: But it's not as extreme as like full-on mindfulness, right, where, where, which would be more of like a meditation or, or a really mindful yoga where we talk about mindfulness all the time. Yeah. And this feels like kind of a middle ground where you're not intentionally just focusing on like your breath or internalizing like your thoughts, right? Yeah. This is somewhere in the middle. And,
0: and yeah, I think, you know, this is the thing when we try to relax, when we think, oh, I have a bit of time to spare in my schedule. Instead of being mindful... I'm going to be mindless. And so I'm just going to zone out. I'm going to lay down, watch some love is blind and order some, uh, some Chinese food from the Mandarin, which is a lovely chain we have up here in in, uh, Canada. That that Arden loves. uh, The Netflix
1: love is blind (laughs) version of food.
0: It's, it's, it's a good pairing with, with love (laughs) is blind. Uh, some like greasy,
1: no judgment to people who love love is blind or Uh, the Mandarin.
0: eh, You're getting a bit of judgment from me. I'm going to be honest with you, but, uh, <laughs> but you know I've also fessed up to reading t m z on the show, so and you eat the Mandarin so and I do eat Mandarin, <laughs> which is not good for the body uh but but any activity that gets us into this uh mode of idleness um it, it we we can consider that to be laziness, um but it really is this this beautiful pursuit.
1: I also think it's something people are inherently uncomfortable with, right? this idea of. Being just completely idle, is something people don't aren't used to, right? I mean you look at anybody who's waiting for a bus or even on a bus. Or waiting for anything in line, they always pick out their phone. Right? They're yeah. they're not comfortable with these kind of in between phases. Or people seem to be basically uncomfortable with their own thoughts. Yeah, and that's very. I find that really concerning because you can't spend even two minutes w- without your phone. I mean, if if you're at a dinner yeah. and somebody leaves, they always pull out their phone. Like if yeah. some your partner goes to the washroom, people always pull out their phone. And it's I got a comment once because I didn't do that, and the person at the table next to me was. Wow, you didn't pull out your phone when he left. I'm like, no, <laughs> the, you could enjoy just being in a room and enjoying your surroundings.
0: But we don't. We we don't. There is one study that that comes to mind that really illuminates this. Um, and I actually have the. I'll, I'll read a paragraph uh, from the the book Hyperfocus by Chris Bailey. Uh, just Podcast the one paragraph and book reading. But wow, yeah, gather around. Oh, no. You know, put your feet up a little bit. You're getting a free chunk of the audiobook. Um maybe <laughs> a very small chunk. It's a it's a sliver of the book, but I you know, it's it's funny. When, when you write something, you you think through it in a different way than speaking extemporaneously on a podcast. So I just wanted to pull this up. Um all right. You get you settled in, Arden?
1: I'm settled. Okay. Got my actually I've got coffee, which is unusual for me. But yeah. anyway, let's well, we can, we
0: can expense the coffee if we order it for the podcast. So um, <laughs> here it is. In one, this is the thing about an audiobook. When you, when you narrate the audiobook, you get unlimited tries to not mess it up because they just kind of rewind to the last natural pause when you slip on your words. So don't mind the odd slip. Uh, in one recent survey, 83% of Americans responded that they didn't spend any time whatsoever relaxing or thinking in the 24-hour period before they were surveyed. Another study sought to measure exactly how resistant participants were to mind-wandering. In the first stage of the study, uh, researchers attached two shock electrodes to participants' ankles, zapped them, and then asked how much the participants would pay to not receive the shock again. Around three-quarters of the group agreed they'd pay to not receive the shock again. Uh, In the second stage, participants were left alone with their thoughts for 15 minutes. Uh, The researchers kept the electrodes on during that time. On the off chance, anyone wanted to shock himself again, saving himself from his own thoughts. This is where the study gets interesting and somewhat sad. A full 71% of men In the study, chose to self-administer an electric shock when left alone with their thoughts. Uh, Women fared better; only twenty-six percent chose to shock themselves again. (laughs) That's an interesting finding, isn't it, Arden? Ah,
1: the joy of subgroup analysis. Yes, I
0: think uh, I think women might be a bit more comfortable with their thoughts. Uh, This pattern held true regardless.
1: Quicker learners.
0: Yeah, I I I would not argue with
1: shocks hurt. Don't do it again.
0: I'm a man, I'm going to shock myself again. Uh, This pattern held true regardless of age, education, economic status, and distraction level of the participants. Uh, The results are especially depressing when you consider that researchers allowed participants to participate uh, in the second stage only if they agreed to not receive the shock again. Anyone who didn't mind the shock was rejected from this stage.
1: Yeah, I mean that that study is... I haven't actually read the paper, so I don't. I can't speak to whether or not, like the actual sample or whatever. But I'm neither.
0: Go- have I my team of research assistant? No, I'm just kidding. I read
1: it. Yeah, well, you always <laughs> read the studies, but yeah. I didn't read this one. But I, I just think that the idea that people would volunteer for a shock because they're so uncomfortable with their thoughts is in itself horrifying. But at the very beginning, there's the like one of the opening lines in that that section was that people. Actively say they don't have any time to think, and that's yeah, kind of horrifying, right? I mean, especially because people we talk about this all the time. Like, there are so many things that are buying for your attention out there, and people have become so uncomfortable with their own thoughts that what like eighty percent of people say they or most people say they don't have any thinking time. Yeah, which is unfortunate.
0: But look at the things that we. Do have time for? So the average American watches, I think, and it's no different up here in Canada. um, I believe over four hours of television or television equivalent content every single day, uh, which adds up to, I think, the last uh, calculation I did. This was a decade and a half of our life. You know, yes, we say we don't have an time. insane amount of time. It really is. But the, the, us saying we don't have time for something is the biggest BS thing underneath the sun. Uh, the fact of the matter is, like, let's say you own a house and, uh, you know, Laura Vanderkam, guest friend of the show, uh, she talks about this a little bit. If your hot water tank breaks in your house and you think you're living at capacity you find the time to fix it and you also find the time to uh, continually juggle the other things that you have going on
1: but you probably watched less love is blind that week
0: yeah you probably yeah. scroll social media a bit less maybe you check the news a bit less too you pick up the time from the other parts of your life that, that have
1: less value that
0: have less value that are less of a priority right the biggest way to tell something's a priority to you is if you've done it already but th- that said we should have different priorities sometimes that we do. And I think idleness is one of these. So if you have that aversion to your thoughts, you know, don't be to be, don't beat yourself up over it because as the study shows um it's it's a visceral uh reaction to to you know almost want to shock ourselves more than being left alone with our own thoughts and we tell ourselves these narratives that we don't have much time to think but yet we tend to things that are far more immediate uh like social media like uh other fantastic websites on the internet uh, versus just being with our thoughts, which are so much more valuable.
1: Now that said though, we do recognize that not everybody has the luxury to build in a little bit of idleness right now, especially right now, perhaps.
0: And and this is is one of the Weird things about the pandemic is there's an asymmetry in how it's affecting us all. Yeah. Uh, so, we, we, I know we have listeners that are on the front lines, people in hospitals, uh, grocery stores, truckers, you know, truckers. That'd be the best and- part about being a trucker is listening to all the podcasts. Um, and
1: I mean, delivery people in general. There's yeah. just, there are a ton of people right now who are. Doing incredibly important work, and and are probably just too frenzied to even think about this. And so we're not dismissing the fact that that is the reality. Or their
0: kids are at home. Yeah, and, and that's and they have the to other wrangle their big uh, thing. Right? Yeah. People
1: are becoming teachers as well as trying to balance their careers, or or looking for new work because unemployment is just through the roof right now. So I mean, the fact that these are all very, very real pressing realities, like we recognize that. Um, but there are also a lot of people in the world who find themselves with a little more time on their hand, and. Hands, and we're just thinking about how you can maybe think about that time.
0: Yeah. I think regardless of the the situation that you're in, we have more time than we think we do in the day. Um, you know, if you if you subtract your work and your sleep from uh, from your life, that's eight hours every day. And
1: accurate timing of, yeah, your, accurate. of your work time. Because a <laughs> yeah. lot of people, this is classic Laura Vandegrift. She talks about how people just suck at estimating how much time they actually work. Like, yeah. They almost always overestimate how much they're actually working. Like, oh, I work like fifty to seventy hours a week. And if they actually track their time, they're working. 40 or 30
0: (laughs) usually 15 to 20 hours less every week
1: i think we've talked to death about what this is and what the idea of this is but why should people actually do this i don't think we've spelled that out clearly
0: maybe haven't done a good job of of selling that Uh, but when you equate laziness with idleness there's essentially three benefits that you can garner from such a practice garner garner yeah I, I, You're like is, a walking
1: thesaurus every episode. There's used, always one uh, word. For... D-
0: did you notice I used um, extemporaneously this yeah, episode? Yeah, but you
1: like to throw that one in all the time. Well, Don't so... be
0: so pugnacious about my lexicographical prowess. But there's essentially three three benefits to laziness that I, th- I think are worth uh highlighting that that you can expect to experience um essentially there's three more energy more plans and more ideas uh so ideas is, is a fascinating one to start with so if you think back to one of your best most brilliant insights have struck you you probably weren't scrolling Instagram. You probably weren't watching Love is Blind. You probably weren't uh, working or or doing something on your list um, that, that you were focused on just getting done so you could go on to the next thing. Maybe you're taking a shower without a clear end in mind. You'd, maybe you, you didn't set like a five-minute timer and just tried to get the shower done in as little time as humanly possible. Maybe you're enjoying yourself and, and, uh, and an idea bubbled up from the mist, you know, maybe you were just going for a walk through nature. One of my favorite things, we recently moved house. If you, thank God this is an audio medium because this office is a disaster zone right now with boxes strewn. Everywhere. Yeah,
1: we have been a little ineffective at unpacking quickly.
0: Yeah. Well, we I've garnered so many things for this office over the years. Uh, so essentially, but we get ideas when, when our mind wanders. We also come up with more plans because we think about the future so much more when our mind is wandering. Uh, we actually think about our goals 14 times as often when our mind is wandering versus when, uh, when when we're focused on something we think about the future mm. around half of the uh, time during which our mind is wandering as well. And so the, the rest of the time, we're usually focused on the present or, or the past a little bit, but less than we might think around 14% of the time. Uh, but this connects with that idea of coming up with more ideas as well. So when our mind bounces between the future to the past to the present to the future to the present to the past, and between all three temporal mental destinations, we have the opportunity to unearth ideas that we would never arrive at otherwise uh, when we're focused on what's in front of us. And so these ideas, these plans, they don't just come for no reason. They come because of the places our mind wanders to. Uh, The third idea that we have more energy when our mind is wandering, it, it comes because we expend mental energy when we have to regulate our attention in one way or another, and so we regulate our attention all the time. Uh, we try to focus on stuff. We try to uh, we try to make ourselves not do things by expending willpower. Um, we, we expend mental energy by doing things like these. Um, we try to focus on things throughout the day. Yeah. But but we, we get an opportunity to recharge um, our. Our mental capacity to focus when we don't try to focus on anything in particular
1: yeah I know for me like uh, my schedules uh, freed up a lot in the last couple of months yeah. just because there's a lot fewer far fewer seminars far fewer like department things going on um and so I've actually just had I've, I find I personally have felt a lot more energized than I have in mm. like months if not an entire year so I just I, I've had more space I think to not be constantly on my to-do list which is nice yeah and I, I feel better than I have in quite a while actually because I've had more space and I've also had much better ideas like I've had ideas for two or three new papers in the last like couple of weeks which is very exciting for imagine me. that yeah it's a I mean it's been a <laughs> stressful time especially with the house and stuff yeah. but um I mean I also have a little more time which is. I'm going to be grateful for the fact that I have that right
0: yeah, now. Yeah, there, there are silver linings in something like this. You know, yeah. our work has essentially evaporated. You know, all my talks have been, been canceled and I know a lot of your projects are, you know, we're, we're in a similar situation to a lot of people here, but this can be a silver lining for a time like this, where if you have a bit more idleness time, you know, uh, just a, a few things to try, you know, maybe create a, to enjoy list, a, a savor list, some things that you can just uh, find an opportunity to enjoy throughout the day, throughout the week. Uh, and that let your mind wander a little bit.
1: But don't try to turn that into another checklist because no. that defeats the purpose. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe just find a few minutes, sit in, in a chair in your living room and see what, what, what thoughts come to you. Maybe go for a walk around the neighborhood listening to some classical music or something. Anything that, that lets you practice that enjoyable idleness is a worthwhile pursuit.
1: Yeah. And get comfortable with your own thoughts. Because you have them for your whole life. so
0: Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and use this as an opportunity to uh, be a bit kinder to yourself right now. You know, laziness, um, you know, it has a lot of negative connotations, but it can be a treat when you take time to savor something that you enjoy. Um, it, it could be time with somebody, you know, laziness is so often uh, this solo thing. If you If you look at what allows our mind to wander, we're usually not engaged with other people, but... If that's what you want to enjoy, then by God, don't let some podcast tell you not to. Just find something to save or find something to enjoy that lets your mind wander, and I think you'll find that it's time well spent and that's time you deserve to spend. You know, the the, the fact of the matter is we, and I found this in myself, I realized a year or two ago, uh, maybe a bit further back than that, that I suck at relaxing. That when I try to relax, I just end up stressing myself out by checking social media, by just being engaged with things that aren't that meaningful, uh, but that I am so much more rested and I feel rejuvenated, frankly, as weird as as a word that might be, uh, when I spend time in a way uh, that, is kind to myself that that and frankly we deserve to relax a bit better.
1: Here, here. Yeah. I totally agree.
0: Cool. So man, that's that's the episode. A little quickie. Twenty twenty three minutes or so. Or so. Or so. We'll see when I edit this down.
1: <laughs> Enjoy.
0: <laughs> oh, thanks. But yeah, it took I, I wish the listeners could hear how long it takes to set this up and how much trial and I feel error like
1: every single time we spend 15 minutes just getting the mic set up yeah it's uh i actually took pictures this time because it's kind oh of hilarious. No.
0: Yeah. oh no because logic <laughs> crashes every every five minutes on this computer but anyway, i just think
1: you don't know how to use it
0: that is true that is very true <laughs> <laughs> but luckily the producer that we have that makes us sound beautiful he's great he's great mr mark miles uh you know he he makes this sound so good because of logic. So we put up with it. But thank you for putting us uh, up with us for another episode of Becoming Better. So finishing up becomingbettershow.com is where you can find the corresponding blog article for this episode. We hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you in a couple Tuesdays. Bye.